Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a sometimes fortnightly, sometimes monthly, or whenever we can manage it, podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm your host, Frank, and this is something new. I feel like I say that at the start of every single episode. I'm recording myself playing a scenario. So, I mean, that is new compared to just doing a discussion, and I've decided to keep things really simple. This is really got to be considered a pilot we'll test it out and see how it goes but one of the things i'm really keen to do is not spend too long with introductory stuff so i'm sorry about any noises that get picked up by the mic i can't really do anything about that and let's dive in i'm not going to tell you more about it until we get going agenda 1a what's going on it is late at night you are holed up in your study researching the bloody disappearances that have been taken place in the region A few hours into your research, you hear the sound of strange chanting coming from your parlour down the hall. At the same time, you hear dirt churning as if something were digging beneath the floor. And it has a threshold of three doom. Act 1A, Trapped. As you leap to investigate, the door to your study vanishes before your eyes, leaving behind only solid wall. You're trapped inside your study until you can find another way out. And I'm here in the study and it says you've been investigating the strange events occurring in Arkham for several days now. Your desk is covered in newspaper articles, police reports and witness accounts. It's two shroud, two clues per investigator. The door to my study has vanished and I'm playing as Roland Banks. I need two clues to advance. Right, I'm going to draw my opening hand. This is something I've saved to do on, um, on mic so that we can talk about the choices. And I'll put this deck list in the description, so if you want to open it up now, you can see it's a really uh, fairly straightforward Roland deck. I thought I'd just keep things simple for this first attempt. Dealt myself five cards, and they are a guard dog, a vicious blow, a second vicious blow, a perception, and a dodge. No weapon. No flashlight. The perception will help early on, potentially, but not really for anything else. So I could be conservative here and keep the dog and the perception and set up a bit of a board. Or I could just chuck all five away and redraw five. And that's what I'm going to do. Card number six, a machete. Card number seven, amnesia, my basic weakness. That, I didn't choose that, by the way. That's just how I dealt myself one at random, and it's the most boring one. So, real card number seven. Inquiring mind. Bandolier. Emergency cash. And a magnifying glass. Those six are getting shuffled back in. I think I can see a first turn coming together. Shetty, magnifying glass try and get two clues and be set to move on at the end of the first turn. Okay, this is shuffled up well enough, I think, I hope. Let's find out if I've managed to shuffle Amnesia to the top. Take five resources. Probably could have done that before I started recording. And let's give this a go. Okay, so I have to recap. Machete, Inquiring Mind, Bandolier, Emergency cash, magnifying glass. The bandolier is a one-of in the deck, as you've probably seen. It's there if I decide to upgrade into a bigger weapon, two-handed weapon, 
so it's really not a priority at this stage so i think i'm just going to jump in with first action play machete for three free action play the magnifying glass because it's fast it doesn't cost an action second action i'll investigate i'm a 4v2 now now you get to hear my chaos bag Cultist, playing on standard difficulty, minus one. If you fail, take a horror. I do not fail. And third action, I'll go in there again. Zero, two clues. That's a good first turn. I could advance straight away. I don't think I will because I know something about the back of act one, so I'm going to hold on. Enemy phase, no enemies, upkeep. I draw a guts, and I get a resource. I'm on two resources and four cards in hand. Mythos, turn two. One doom of three, and I draw my first encounter card. Wow, it is the flesh eater. Four fight, four health, one evade, spawns in the attic. Unfortunately, there is no attic in play. There's no window now for me to advance and allow the flesh eater to come in. So bye-bye flesh eater. I don't think there's any point in me hanging around any further in the study. So I'm going to spend my two clues in advance. It's an interesting one there. If I'd drawn something like a ravenous ghoul or even just a normal ghoul minion in the hallway, I'd then be thinking, oh, I've given myself an extra test. I could have just, just drawn it in the study and then got rid of it for free. Maybe I could have even dragged it with me into a uh, the attic or the basement. The attic or the cellar, rather. But I haven't done that. Well, there we go. On we go. Pay my two clues. Flip over Act 1A. The door on the floor. You notice that the edges of your newly purchased rug are tattered and mud-stained. Finding this odd, you shift the furniture aside and pull back the rug. To your surprise, you see the door leading out of your study. You slowly turn the knob and the door swings open, revealing your hallway below. You jump through the doorway, landing on your feet on the soft dirt. The door to the study slams shut above you. The smell of burning wood fills the narrow hall, intermingled with the scent of rot and decay. Put the other set-aside locations into play, discard each enemy in the study, that's what I was hoping for, place each investigator in the hallway, remove the study from the game. Hallway, attic, cellar, parlour. A moment of panic and disorientation strikes as you land upon the floor of the hallway. The world spins as if turned on its head. It's one shroud, no clues. The walls of my house are splattered with mud and my hardwood floor is gone, replaced with a dirt path. And on the parlour it says the entrance to the parlour is blocked by a darkly glowing, unfathomable barrier. You cannot move into the parlour. You're unsure what would happen if you tried to cross the threshold of the strange barrier, but based on its extreme heat... You sure as hell don't want to try. Act 2A, the barrier. A glowing barrier blocks the path to your parlour. As you move towards it, intense heat forces you to back away. Picking up a handful of dirt, you toss it at the barrier and watch in horror as the dirt incinerates. Perhaps there's something in the cellar or attic that can help. I now need three clues, and it has an objective here. When the round ends, investigators in the hallway may, as a group, spend the requisite number of clues to advance. So I can't advance whenever I like, like I did with Act 1. I have to advance then. Okay, 
back to my hand. That was quite a lengthy beginning of turn two. So I have an Inquiring Mind, a Bandolier, an Emergency Cash, and a Guts. I think it's important to be in a position with a clue as Roland. The question is, where do I go? The Inquiring Mind makes me feel positive about getting a clue from a high shroud location. So I think first action is stepping into the cellar. The stairs leading down to the cellar are slick and they glisten with a thin layer of ice. Your cellar seems to have been replaced with an underground network of icy tunnels and caverns. The cold chills you to the claw. It's four shroud, two clues, forced. After you enter the cellar, take one damage. Oof. And it has a victory point, worth noting, so it would be nice to get both of these clues. I've got two actions left. I think second action I'm going to draw and look for more options. I could play that emergency cash if I wanted to. I could use the inquiring mind to try and grab one of these clues. Perhaps I want to use the inquiring mind first in case the top card of my deck is amnesia. Hard to know. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to investigate second action. I've talked myself out of it. I'm a four shroud against... Uh, four intellect against four shroud. I'm going to commit this inquiring mind, which takes me up to seven against four. Tablet. Minus two. If there's a ghoul enemy at your location, take one damage. No ghoul. One clue. And third action I'm going to draw into an overpower. No enemies. Upkeep. I draw a card. It's a shortcut. I get a resource. Mythos. Two doom of three. And I draw a card. Well, this is a turn up for the books. It's a swarm of rats. Because I'm the one who's drawn it, it doesn't have a spawn instruction, so it immediately engages me. I was just wondering how I was going to get this second clue from in the cellar with that high shroud didn't really fancy my chances of four against four and this makes things look a lot nicer for me so I'm a five against one if I attack with the machete and I'm going to do that right away cultist again minus one if you fail take one horror I do not fail I kill the rats Roland reads, after I dis defeat an enemy, discover one clue at my location. Limit once per round. So I'm up to two clues, and I have two actions left. Second action is definitely going to be to move into the hallway. And last turn I said it was important to end my turns on places with clues. So I'm quite tempted to just push straight on and get up into the attic. Is there any reason not to? I could draw up. I run the risk of amnesia. Doom is about to advance. Can't quite remember what's on the back of Agenda 1A. So yeah, I'm going to move. Last action, moving into the attic. The smell of rotten meat assaults your nostrils as you approach the attic stairs. It's one shroud and two clues. It also has a victory point. The bloody carcass of a malformed beast swings from a meat hook chained to the ceiling. Blood drains slowly from the carcass, dripping into a small barrel. After you enter the attic, take one horror understandably, now that I've discovered that I'm running a butcher's shop from the top of my house. That's the end of my turn. I just killed a rat and moved and moved. So I do upkeep, I draw a machete, and I go up to 
four resources. Encounter phase. You hit three doom. A lapse in time. Your house continues to change before your very eyes. The walls have decayed, and the ground in many rooms has turned to dirt. It is almost as if you have been transported somewhere else entirely, although every now and again you recognise elements of your former home. The lead investigator must decide. Choose one. Either each investigator discards one card at random from his or her hand, or the lead investigator takes two horror. Well, I've got four horror left. There's Roland. I'm not running art student in this deck, or Malison. There's nice horror soakers. So it's going to definitely be the random card discard. You can probably hear me shuffling. And the lucky card is... Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Guts. Oof. Agenda 2A, Rise of the Ghouls. The floor beneath you is giving way, and you see a vast network of tunnels twisting into the darkness below. Shapes and silhouettes of strange creatures move swiftly through the tunnels, trying to find a way up. You probably don't want to be here when they do. Seven Doom. And encounter card here on turn four. Ooh, it's an obscuring fog. Revelation. Attached to your location, limit one per location. Attached location gets plus two shroud, meaning the attic is now a three shroud. Forced after attached location is successfully investigated, discard the obscuring fog. Well, that's rather going to slow things down for dear Roland. But it's nothing too nasty. So, what to do? A reminder of what I have in my hand. Shortcut, overpower, bandolier, cash and machete. I have ways of getting clues without investigating in my deck. Those ways are going to require resources. So probably I want to draw and probably I want to play this emergency cash. And I feel like I'm pretty ahead of the game and it would just be nice to be sitting on a nice big pool of resources and ready to deal with whatever comes up later in the scenario. So normally I would draw first, then play emergency cash. Because we have the risk of losing the entire hand to amnesia, I'm going to play emergency cash first. Radical, I know. Takes me up to seven resources. Second action, I'm going to draw into a prepared for the worst. It does have an intellect icon, which is useful in this instance. And third action, I'm going to draw into a dynamite blast. I now have enough resources to be throwing dynamite, which is quite tasty. And then that's my three actions, so I'm going to do upkeep, draw a card to a 45 automatic, and get a resource. Just quick refresh on my hand, shortcut, overpower, bandolier, machete, prepared for the worst, dynamite blast, automatic. Seven cards in hand. Replace a doom on the agenda, and I draw an encounter card. Dissonant voices. I cannot play assets or events, it's in my threat area, and at the end of the round I discard it. So I could... No, I couldn't play the bandolier in the automatic. I could think about putting them down as well to have extra options, but I've already got a spare machete in hand. Prepared for the worst isn't going to help me. I think I probably should draw and I should try and clear this fog, which I can use this prepared for the worst for. So first action, draw into an emergency cache. Second action, investigate. I'm a 4v3, and I'll commit this prepared for the worst to be five, uh, 5v3, yeah. Minus one, 4v3, there goes the Obscuring Fog, 
and I get a clue. Seven cards in hand. I do want that last clue. I could investigate for it and shortcut back into the hallway. I could investigate for it and just wait. Not going to lose any cards. Can't play any events or assets, which means the only... Oh, I couldn't shortcut back then. The only card I could play is the Overpower. So, yeah, let's investigate. 4v1. Minus four, zero v one, fail. Enemy phase, no enemies. Upkeep, draw a card. It's an if it bleeds, gain a resource. It's the end of the round, so I get rid of dissonant voices. Eight cards in hand. It would be nice to fight a monster enemy now and just top up on horror playing the if it bleeds, but we'll just have to see what we get. Two doom of seven. Grasping hands. Revelation, test agility three. For each point you fail by, take one damage. Decaying hands rise up from below and grasp and claw at your ankles. Oof. In the attic, no less. Now, I'm a two against three. I could commit the automatic and the shortcut to this test. They're pretty much my only agility icons. To try and avoid damage. To be honest with you, I'm happy with the machete. I'm just going to commit the automatic to be a three on three. I don't really mind if I take three damage, but if I can pull a zero here, that would be great. Skull. Minus X. X is the number of ghouls at your location, which is zero. No damage. That's a turn up for the books. Three actions to me. Right, well, definitely getting this clue is in order. So first action, I'm going to investigate. 4v1. Skull, again. We're on four clues. And two VP. Second action, I'll move to the hallway. You could hear what I was thinking there. Third action, I'll play this emergency cash, taking me to 12 resources. Upkeep, I draw a card. It's a dodge, and I get a resource. Do I advance now? We all know what comes up now. I could hang around a bit longer. Got all the victory points I can get there. It's a bit of a shame, isn't it, with that icy ghoul? I don't really need anything else in hand to deal with the final boss. I think I'm just going to go for it in advance, given that this is the first play. So I'm spending three clues at the end of the round and flipping agenda 2A, breaking the barrier. Using the barrel from the attic, you carry ice and slow from the cellar and hurl it at the barrier. The barrier sparks and shudders as it consumes the ice, then hisses and fades out of existence. The barrier blocking passage into the parlour has vanished. Reveal the parlour. Flip it over. Put the set-aside Letha Chantler into play in the parlour. Spawn the set-aside Ghoul Priest in the hallway. And I'm in the hallway, so he engages me. There's no one else there. So before we read Agenda 3A, let's just read those cards. The parlour is too shrouded, no clues. It has action, resign. This is too much for me. You run out the front door, fleeing in panic. It also says, while Lita Chantler is not controlled by a player, she gains action, parlay, test intellect four. If you succeed, take control of Lita Chantler. She reads, while you control her, she gains each investigator at your location gets plus one combat, which is quite nice for me and has a reaction ability when an investigator at your location successfully attacks a monster enemy, that investigator deals plus one damage. 
which is also pretty nice. She's at three health, three sanity. The ghoul priest is four combat, four evade, and five health per investigator, which is five. He's humanoid monster, ghoul and elite, preys on the highest combat, hunters and retaliates, a figure in red robes wearing a bone mask. It gibbers and snarls before leaping to attack. And Act 3A says, what have you done? A woman with a torch stands in your parlour, a glimmer of hatred in her eyes. What have you done to my barrier? She screams, furious. Before you can answer, a ghastly wail sounds behind you and a creature wearing robes and a deer skull mask tears through the wall, advancing towards you. Objective, if the ghoul priest is defeated, advance. But of course, I can't do anything yet because we go to the mythos phase. and We go to three of seven doom and I draw a crypt chill. The supernatural cold threatens to freeze your soul. Revelation test willpower four. If you fail, choose and discard one asset you control. If you cannot, take two damage instead. Well, I feel pretty happy here because I have four willpower icons in my hand, but on the table I have a magnifying glass and a machete, and I'm quite happy to lose the magnifying glass. So I'm just going to go 3v4 and hope that I don't draw any symbols. Oh, skull! That's alright, there's no negative there. So it's a 2v4, so I fail by my magnifying glass. As this cold wind blows in, I drop my magnifying glass, and now it's back to me. Well, how quickly can we deal with the ghoul priest? I could swing at him, and I could also throw a dynamite at him, have the money for it. So I'm going to commit bandolier and machete to this swing. I'm swinging at 5v4 normally, but that takes me to 7v4. And I may as well chuck in the if it bleeds as well to make it 8v4. Zero. He's the only enemy engaged with me, so I do two damage. Now, I could have just thrown in the overpower then and saved. I could have committed two cards instead of three. But actually, if I'm about to finish the scenario, I don't want to see any more of my deck. And overpower's draw a card effect isn't optional. It's a forced effect if you pass the test. So I don't know if it's a forced effect. You get, you get my meaning. So I decided not to do that because I don't want to hit a cover up now I wouldn't be able to clear it I don't want to hit an amnesia so I just tried to play it safe second action I will play an event so I pay five I start to play the event but before it can resolve because I have an enemy engaged with me he gets an attack of opportunity and he's going to hit me for two damage and two horror but I have a dodge in hand, fast. Play when an enemy attacks an investigator at your location, cancel an attack. So I pay one to cancel that, and I throw a dynamite blast at both of our feet, giving me three damage and putting three damage on the ghoul priest, defeating him. That's the objective complete. Defending the home. When the robed creature falls, the fiendish swarm burrows back into the ground and the chaos of the house quiets, but the stranger in your parlour doesn't seem relieved. You broke my seal that was set to trap the ghouls within. She raises her torch. Now we must take more direct measures and burn this hell pit to the ground. The lead investigator must decide. Choose one. It was never much of a home. Burn it down. 
or this hell pit is my home, no way are we burning it, resolution 2. Well, obviously this is one of the cases where I know this game fairly well, and I know the outcomes, and one of them has a mental trauma in it, which Roland really can't stomach. So to try and roleplay it, how does the federal investigator who's just thrown dynamite in his own home justify not burning it down? Maybe he goes, whoa, that's too much damage. I wasn't expecting the dynamite to be that brutal. And he's like changed his mind. He's seen the errors of his ways. I'm not I'm not sure if I can find a convincing roleplay reason to do that, but we're not going to burn it down. Resolution 2. So that's the end of the scenario. I'm going to check out Resolution 2. I'm going to probably do XP off that. Off the top of my head, I reckon I've got seven, two from locations, two from the ghoul priest, two for completing it, one for not burning down my house, and I'm going to make some changes to my deck and record the next scenario. here with another scenario called the Midnight Masks. Agenda 1A. Predator or prey. Lita seems convinced of a conspiracy within the city of Arkham. She believes that a secret cult serves the ghouls that live in the crypts beneath the city and that several of the cult's prominent members are scattered throughout Arkham. As you begin searching for them you can't shake the feeling that you too are being hunted. Action. Resign. You don't want to risk taking too long so you head for safety with the information you've gathered, Six Doom. And then Act 1A is uncovering the conspiracy. You have one night to find the members of this cult and unveil their plan. The more members of the cult you can find and interrogate before midnight, the better. Action. The investigators spend two clues per investigator as a group, so two clues. Draw the top card of the cultist deck. Objective. Find as many unique cultist enemies as you can and add them to the victory display. And if I can get all six, we can advance. This is solo, as Roland, it's quite tricky. Despite what happened, you just couldn't bring yourself to destroy your home. I started my house. Two shroud, one clue. You still feel uneasy about going back. There's a rule about the ghoul priest, but he's dead. And as an action there, I can draw a card and gain a resource, limit once per turn. Right, opening hand. Let's see if we can manage this. One, two, three, four, five... I have. Wow. <laughs> a Pathfinder, a Pathfinder, Inquiring Mind, Magnifying Glass, and Overpower. So I think I'm definitely keeping one Pathfinder. Do I keep a Magnifying Glass and try and get that clue? Toss three back. I think that's what I'm going to do. So Mulliganing three. Draw an Emergency Cash. A Forewarned. And a 45 Automatic. Shuffle my deck. So... 45 as a starting weapon is not ideal, but it's not dreadful. It'll keep me going. I've made five changes to the deck in two Beat Cop level twos, two Pathfinders, as you just heard, and one Forewarned with my last XP. Getting Pathfinder down to move me around the map is going to be important. I could Pathfind, investigate, use the draw a card and gain a resource ability, and move on to Rivertown this turn. That could be powerful. So... Maybe I'm going to do that. First action, play Pathfinder for three. Free action, play Magnifying Glass for one. I'll investigate. I'm a 4v2. Plus one. 
I have one action left. I'll use this draw a card and gain a resource ability on the house. It draws me a magnifying glass. And it's during my turn. I'm not engaged with any enemies, so I'm going to exhaust Pathfinder and move to a connecting location. The only location I'm connected to is Rivertown. The banks of the Miskatonic River are lined with docks, warehouses, and small shops in a district aptly named Rivertown. There's something unsettling about the waters of the Miskatonic River tonight. It ripples and bubbles as though something is moving beneath the surface. One shroud, one clue. So I have a clue held, which is nice, turns on forewarned in my hand, and I'm at a one shroud location. No enemies, so let's do upkeep. Oh, amnesia. Choose and discard all but one card in my hand. I have emergency cash, forewarned, the automatic, and the magnifying glass. The spare magnifying glass. Well, I think the spare magnifying glass probably goes. Do I keep forewarned in case of a nasty treachery draw now? Keep cash. Money's always good. Or keep the automatic, otherwise I run the risk of not having anything to fight with. It's good to get amnesia out of the way now, but nothing is standing out to me as must-keep. I think I'm going to keep the forewarned, just by virtue of the fact that it's 1 XP, and again a resource, and Pathfinder refreshes. So one card in hand. Mythos, turn two. One doom. Oh, a hunting night gaunt. Well, that's not a treachery card, that's an enemy. This could all be going south pretty soon. No weapon in hand. I could evade 2v1, I could punch 4v3. Even if I had the automatic, I wouldn't be doing anything with it, so I shouldn't be sitting here wishing for the automatic. I think I'm just going to have to punch at this guy, and I'll end up taking one hit, and if I can slowly get him down, I'll get a clue. 4v3. Minus one, one damage. 4v3. Zero, two damage. 4v3. Zero, wow. My lucky day, three damage, three actions done. And he then whacks me for a damage and a horror in the enemy phase. He doesn't need to hunt. He's right on my tail. And I do upkeep. I get a shortcut and a resource. Two doom. Um, bit of a wasted turn there. And I draw hunting shavel, shadow, revelation, peril. Can't discuss this with you guys. I must either choose one, spend one clue, or take two damage. A shadowy figure follows you in the rain. When you look at it, your head pounds in agony and your vision blurs. Well, I've got a few options here. I could use Forewarned to cancel this. Drop a clue. It's on a one-shroud location, which isn't the end of the day. End of the, the world, rather. I could just take the two damage. I'm taking up to three damage. I don't really want to spend the clue. If I take the damage and then try and punch the Nightgaunt, I'd still pick up this clue here. I could even... Shortcut, because I have the Night God engaged, and punch the Night God at a higher Shroud location, which might help me out a little bit. Okay, so I think I've talked myself into this. Take the two damage, I'm at three damage and one horror taken. Play Shortcut. 
to move me to the Miskatonic University. The Miskatonic University is one of the most prestigious colleges in the Northeast. The University Library is famous for its collection of occult books maintained by the esteemed Dr. Henry Armitage. Four Shroud, two clues. There's an action I can use to search for tomes or spells, but doesn't matter for me. The campus is quiet and lonely. Several of the buildings have been left unlocked for students and faculty working late into the night. So the night gaunt's still engaged with me because I didn't disengage with it. I just moved for free with the shortcut. And that means now I can attack it. I'm still, annoyingly, a 4v3. Tablet. Minus three. If you fail, place one of your clues on your location. I did fail. And I'll go again. 4v3. Skull. Minus X. X is the highest number of doom on a cultist enemy in play. Zero. Oh, my word. Five tests. Four passes. And I get a clue from that guy. I've got one action left because I punched twice. It's going to be to draw a card. Oh, and it's working a hunch. Upkeep. Draw a card and gain a resource. I'm at five resources, three cards. I've just drawn a perception. So perception, working a hunch and forewarned. And I go up to three doom and I draw on wings of darkness. Revelation test agility four. If you fail, take a damage and a horror, then disengage from each non-night enemy engaged with you and move to a central location. Well, I could drop a clue here, but I'm at a four shroud location which isn't ideal. I think I just take it. 2v4. Let's see what happens. Minus one. Fail. I'm aware that I've been wasting time with that night gaunt. And now even more aware. That sends me back to Rivertown. Now I could investigate, move to Southside, try and do something in Southside, maybe draw some cards or look for an ally. I could also get my first guy out. Okay, yeah. So I'm a 4v1 investigating here, so that's when I'm going to first get this last clue in Rivertown. Sometimes it's nice to leave one in Rivertown, but I just need to get a motor on. Minus one, pass. I'll exhaust Pathfinder to move to Southside freely. The reason I'm going here is that one of the two south sides allows you to draw cards, and cards is what I'm really crying out for. Middle-class houses with gamble roofs crowd together between the streets of Southside. The neighbourhood is known for its cultural and historical landmarks, such as the South Church, Mars Boarding House, and the Historical Society. It is the Historical Society. Three shroud, one clue. As an action, draw three cards. The Georgian manor housing the Historical Society is well known for its private library, where local maps, local records, maps and artefacts from Arkham's past hint at secrets better left alone. So I've done one action I've investigated. Second action is definitely going to be to draw three cards, and I'll just put a marker on the location to remind me that. Card one, overpower. Card two, overpower. Who shuffled this deck? Card three, inquiring mind. Now what to do. I am holding a working a hunch in my hand. I could working a hunch this clue and then I still have an action left. I could leave the clue and just get rid of these two clues getting out my first person. 
maybe that feels nicer. Forewarned turns off in my hand. But I could always work a hunch and get it back. Hmm. This is where it gets really tricky, this scenario, knowing what's the right play and what's not. I want to start pushing and getting these cultists out. I can clear this location next turn immediately just with working a hunch if I wanted to, if I don't want to save them from Miskatonic University. I think let's go for it and get our first cultist out. Spend two clues. It's Peter Warren, the occult professor. Two fight, three life, three agility. He spawns at Miskatonic University, and as an action you can spend two clues and parlay to add him to the victory display. A professor of the occult has been seen reading strange books that relate to cannibalism. Maybe he knows something we don't. Victory won. Okay, I could still play Working a Hunch now. I think I'm going to hold on. Mm, if I play Working a Hunch, I can then play Forewarned, but then I put the clue back down. It seems ineffective. I'm going to hold on. First action draw. Inquiring Mind. So I have two Inquiring Minds, two Overpowers, a Perception, a Working a Hunch, and a Forewarned in hand, and have six resources. And we go to four Doom of six, and I draw an Acolyte. Spawn, any empty location. After Acolyte enters play, place one Doom on it. Now, I don't want the Acolyte to hang around. So I could put the Acolyte in St Mary's Hospital. It's an empty location. I could hunch the clue here, pathfind in, I wouldn't have spent any actions and then have a chance to try and beat up the Acolyte. That's what I'm going to do. Pay two, play working a hunch. Oh, I do have a perception here. I'm a 4v3, I could be a 6v3 and still pathfind in and have two actions. I'm going to do that. I want to hold on to the hunch. Investigating 4v3, 6v3 with a perception. Minus two, it's a pass, I get a clue, and the perception draws me a card, which is a dodge. It's all right, given that I'm on four health and two sanity taken. Free action, I'll pathfind into St Mary's Hospital. Arkham's only hospital, St Mary's has a 24-hour receiving room and is busy at all hours of the night. Dr Mortimer and Nurse Sharon have been particularly stressed lately, thanks in part to recent events. Two shroud, one clue, and here I can heal three damage, limit once per game. So because I've moved in there, the Acolyte engages me, and I think I'll just try and punch the Acolyte. Because there's a clue here, I could commit an inquiring mind, and that would power my skill test. I do have two overpowers in my hand as well, and getting a weapon is quite important, so I think I commit an overpower. I'm a combat four, that takes me to six v three. Tentacle. Has to come up sometime. I'm gonna be bold and chuck in another overpower for my third action. First action was investigate. Free move in with Pathfinder. Fight fight. Six V three. It's a minus four, guys. Both overpowers wasted, and it's all about to get a lot 
worse. Was there anything I should have done here? Maybe you can tell me about it, writing in, uh, or leave me a comment or something like that. I was probably slightly unlucky with my mulligan. Hitting amnesia early was pretty unlucky. Maybe I should have tried to evade a hunting horror and run off, but hmm, I don't know. The acolyte punches me, so I'm at five damage. Luckily, Peter doesn't hunt. In upkeep, a draw, a perception, and I take a resource. He's got one doom on him, this acolyte, which means that we hit six doom, because there was four already in play. And we flip our first agenda. And it's the masked hunter. Spawn, engage with prey. Prey is most clues, that's me. He's a hunter, he gets plus two health from investigator, so he's got six health. He's four fight and two evade. And while you're engaged with the Masked Hunter, you cannot discover or spend clues. So my ability as Roland is turned off. And if I kill the Acolyte, that doesn't do anything for me. I also can't work a hunch, annoyingly. He hits for two damage and one horror. I'm on five damage of nine, so I'm already hurting. And I've taken two horror out of my measly five. Time is running short, Agenda 2A. The minutes pass quickly as your investigation continues. As an action, you can resign. You don't want to risk taking too long, so you head to safety with the information you've gathered. It's at 8 Doom. And my encounter card is a Crypt Chill. Well, I suspect the magnifying glass goes. Is it worth trying to save with an Inquiring Mind? Or do I hold on to the Inquiring Mind to help me kill the Acolyte, evade the Hunter? Pathfind to Warren. Spend two clues to get away from him. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I've walked myself into a plan. Okay, so I'm just testing this 3v4 in the crit chill. Skull, minus zero. Uh, so I lose the magnifying glass. Okay, let me talk that through again. There's a clue on this location. I have two inquiring minds. So I could use an inquiring mind to evade the masked hunter then I wouldn't be engaged with it anymore. So I could discover or spend clues. Then I could use an Inquiring Mind to punch the Acolyte, hopefully killing it. It's a pretty tough Acolyte. It'd leave me with one action left and I'd have two clues. I could then Pathfind up to Peter Warren and parlay him straight away. Or I could stay where I am and draw a card or stay where I am and heal three damage. Could generally move on. I like the sound of this, I'm not a big fan of evading when I'm solo, but I don't have a weapon. All I have down is Pathfinder. So let's give this a go. I'm a 2v2 evading the hunter, and I'll commit Inquiring Mind to make me a 5v2. Minus two. The Masked Hunter is evaded. Second action, I will punch the Acolyte. I think punching it is better than evading it because I could get a clue out of this. So I'm a 4v3. I'm committing Inquiring Mind to be a 7v3. Minus one. At last. Dead Acolyte. Clue grabbed. Where to go? From St Mary's Hospital, I can either move to Miskatonic or to Southside. Oh, it's hard to know, isn't it? Yes, I'll pathfind to Miskatonic. P2 
Peter Warren engages me. He's so easy to fight. This is the annoying thing about spending clues to parlay him, but I think I just want to keep a move on. So I'll spend the two clues, add him to the victory display. And while I'm here, I'm going to spend two with working a hunch and grab one of these two clues from the Miskatonic University. Down to three cards in hand, but I've turned on for warned if I need it. Enemy phase. There are no ready enemies. Upkeep. The Masked Hunter readies. Pathfinder readies. I draw a card. It's a Pathfinder. I get a resource. I'm on six resources. We go to one of eight Doom. I really need a machete and I could start cleaning up the Masked Hunter, but I haven't got there yet. I draw a false lead. If I have no clues, it gains Surge. If I have one or more clues, test Intellect 4 for each point I fail by place one of my clues in my location. Ugh. I'm a 3v4. I could drop a clue with a forewarned and just not deal with this. Is this the one I hold on to to do? Or do I use the perception in hand and go 5v4 and draw a card? Oh, feels horrible. That's what I'm going to do, though. Committing perception, 5v4. If ever there was a time to draw a skull, this is it. Minus one! Yes! 4v4! Oh! By rights, I shouldn't have got that, but I suppose that equals out the karma for the tentacle and minus four against the acolyte. Perception draws me a card. The card is Roland's 38 Special. Well, well, well. I can dodge the Masked Hunter when he comes to me. There's a clue on my location. So I think the play must be play the special, taking me down to three resources and build up a bit more. And if I kill the Masked Hunter next turn, I'd have two clues again and I'd be ready to go straight to the next person. I could play two Pathfinders and then I'd be on turbo mode, but maybe I want to save that money for a machete. Okay, I, either way, Amnesia's not a risk, but still, I'm playing, paying three bringing out Roland's 38 special. So uses four ammo. You can spend an ammo to fight. You get plus one combat. But if there are one or more clues on your location, you get plus three combat. And at the moment, there are, there's one clue at Miskatonic. Second action draw. It's an emergency cash. Is this the time I play the cash and go up to six? Or do I hold on? I think I hold on and I draw again. It's a guts. Could Pathfinder way now if I just wanted to keep away from the Masked Hunter. I kind of fancy killing him in Miskatonic University. It's the highest shroud location in the game. It's worth a victory point. In this scenario, rather. So I'm going to hold on. He engages me. Well, he moves to me, which means he engages, and he attacks me for two damage and one horror, and I pay one and dodge him. And then an upkeep, I draw a card. It's a beat cop level two, and I get a resource. If only I had that a little earlier. Making progress in my deck now. I'm about halfway through, I'd say. We go to two Doom of eight, and I draw Mysterious Chanting. Revelation, place two Doom on the nearest cultist enemy. Well, that's the Masked Hunter. And there is a cultist enemy in play, so I don't have to go search for one. I could drop a clue and cancel this, but actually, my plan is for there not to be a Masked Hunter very soon. So I'm happy to put that on him. Okay. Seems like a simple turn. First action, shoot. There's a clue on my location, so I'm a 7v4.
There's the tentacle. Hi. 7v4 again. Wow, I've drawn it twice in a row. And again. Minus two, two damage. Should I have tried to evade with my last action? <sighs> yeah, so maybe I should have used that last action to dodge. He doesn't hunt because, well, I say he it could be a she. Taking up to seven damage, three horror. Upkeep, I draw a card. It's working a hunch. <laughs> I get a resource, I'm up to four resources. I place a doom, we're at five of eight doom because there's two doom on the masked hunter and I draw an acolyte. Hmm. Well, a bullet and two punches will kill the masked hunter. I'm not going to kill the acolyte yet. I kind of want to get down to St. Mary's Hospital and heal. So I guess the acolyte goes up at north side. I feel like this has gone south so heavily. There's really not too much I can do here. First action is shooting at the Masked Hunter. And a 7v4. Where are you, Tentacle? Minus 3. 2 damage. He's on 4 damage of 6. Now things get nasty. There's an agility icon on the Pathfinder in my hand, an agility icon on the Beat Cop in my hand. I could go up to 4v2 evading this guy, Pathfind up to the Acolyte and punch the Acolyte, Pathfind down to St Mary's Hospital and heal. I don't have extra ammo in my deck, don't have a weapon. Chucking the Pathfinder away seems dreadful. Not the Pathfinder, the Beat Cop. Ah, it's hard to know, isn't it? I'm not going to pass two combat four tests in a row, four on four. Will I pass one, three? Okay, fine. I'm going to... Let's abandon ship and see what happens. I'm committing Pathfinder to an evade test, which makes me a three against two. Working out the odds as I rummage in this bag. Three against two, and I've drawn minus four. Ay, ay, ay. Well, if I can't evade him now, he kills me. So let's find out. I'm keeping the beat cop and being stubborn. Two against two. Cultist. Minus two, place one doom on the nearest enemy. Goes on him. He whacks me and I'm eliminated. Well, that went a lot worse than I thought it would. And I definitely am feeling a bit embarrassed and wondering where it all went wrong. So I'll probably think about it a little bit, wonder if I'll put this out. But also maybe there is a really obvious thing I'm missing, maybe a misplay. Maybe I just waded myself into too much difficulty. Fighting a Nightgaunt early on unarmed is, is pretty hard going. I think it's also good to put out there as an example of sometimes it goes really poorly. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's an option, I suppose. Thanks very much for listening, and hopefully catch you soon.
except it's not actually the end of the episode because here I am again and I thought I would just carry on into the devourer below. But full disclosure, I'm recording this about a week after I did the first two scenarios. I was really pretty gutted with that Midnight Masks outcome. So I started thinking, should I even put the put the episode up? It's pretty embarrassing. But then I thought, well, hang on. This is Arkham Horror. It's meant to be that way. It, you know, you do have bad runs. And actually, between now and what I'm about to record for you, I've actually edited the first two scenarios. And it's been really interesting listening back because I think there's a really obvious misplay, which is that in that opening hand of Midnight Masks, I had the 45 automatic and Pathfinder, and I chose to put down Pathfinder and move. And if I'd put down the automatic and spent a bit more time at my house, when I'd drawn that Night Gaunt, I would have been able to deal with it. And I would have drawn that Amnesia early, but I could have kept Pathfinder in my hand and I'd still have the Pathfinder. Admittedly, I'd be in a bit of a resource hole, but that was, I think, the right play. And I prioritised movement over combat and came out worse for it. And I think after that, more or less, my choices were good, but I was I put myself in such a big hole fighting the Nightgaunt that, yeah, that was the misplay. So here we go, diving into the Devourer below. There's some really punishing things that are going to happen here. First of all is that five cultists uh, survived, so I placed three Doom on Agenda 1A, so it's basically about to tick over. I also have a physical trauma, because I got whacked, and I only had one XP to spend, if I've got that right. Can't quite remember. So I've put one copy in my deck of Ambush, and it's mainly just to try it out and see what works. I actually have a few different options here, of what I'm going to do. But I think what I'm going to do is I've set up, I'm going to draw my opening hand, do my mulligan, and then I have to lose two cards at random from it because it's after midnight. So that's going to be pretty punishing. And I think at that point, I'll look at my hand. We'll have a bit of a think about what to do. So let's get this first hand. Last shuffle of my player deck. Oh, and I should say, because I'm recording this at a, in a different sitting, the audio quality might be a little bit different, but I thought getting a whole corset campaign out would be better than doing it in three parts. Because really what I'd like to do is maybe do two scenarios an episode and work my way through Dunwich, Carcosa, things like that. Probably with your suggestions of who I should be. So this was, yeah, a test. And it's good to have a massive mess up on a test, I think. And then you, you, you know where we're at, I know where we're at. Okay, here are my five. Anyway, yeah, if the audio is odd, that's why. Wow. So my opening hand is an Overpower, two copies of Perception, Roland's 38 Special, and Vicious Blow. Not wild about the Perceptions, given what we know about this scenario and how we get clues, namely that you don't always use Intellect. But the other thing I'm thinking is that the Special would be really useful, but what if I lose it in the two random drops? Do I almost want to <laughs> mulligan into bad cards so that if I lose two, I mean, you don't want to play to lose, though, do you? I think I'm going to throw four back apart from the special. And I'm going to hope to keep it. I'd like a bit of economy. One option is getting a dynamite blast to help me. The other option is finding the quiet glade and sitting there and healing, dealing with anything that comes up and then trying to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Umordov. But to get to that point, I'm going to have to survive whatever the encounter deck throws at me and not have lost all my cards to an amnesia or something like that. So yeah, four to one side. Here's the redraw. Working a hunch, interesting for clues. Machete, useful, two weapons in hand. Dodge, and cover up, which I redraw into 0.45 automatic. 
Okay, shuffling my hand, picking at random. I'm going to pick two and five. Two is the machete and five is the working a hunch. So they're discarded. Those cards I mulliganed get shuffled in. So we've still got two weapons. Agenda 1A, the Arkham Woods. From interrogating members of the conspiracy within Arkham, you've learned that they're performing a rite of vengeance in response to the destruction of one of their master's lairs. You have entered the woods outside Arkham to try and stop them. The woods seem unnaturally cold and filled with deathly silence. Well, it's sort of seasonal, isn't it, in this cold weather? And there are three doom there of the four doom. Act 1A, investigating the trail. The evidence you've gathered has led you to the woods south of Arkham, where you believe a ritual to summon a being called Umordoth is about to take place. Stealing your resolve, you set forth deeper into the woods, hoping to find a site of this ritual. And I need three clues. I start at the main path. Hangman's Brook separates uptown from the woods south of Arkham. Passing over the small bridge, you follow the main path deeper into the forest. Two shroud, no clues. The main path is connected to each other woods location, and there are four in play. Action, resign. There's nothing we can do to stop them. You flee from the woods, leaving Arkham to its grisly fate. Well, I mean, it's an option here, isn't it? So, we're ready to go. I like the thought that Roland threw dynamite in his house, decided not to burn it down, and he really was, I think, probably concussed as he ran around Arkham trying to find people. This masked hunter swept on him and really gave him a decent beating, and he's now limped his way into the forest to try and do as best he can. Do we go into one of these locations? We definitely do because we want to be somewhere with a clue. We probably want to play one of these weapons. Do we save the special, or do we get it on the table? I think we get it on the table. So I think action one, play the special for three. It has four ammo. Action two, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I'm going to the leftmost Arkham Woods, and it is... Oh, the Tangled Thicket. Two shroud, one clue. This location is investigated using combat instead of the skill indicated by the investigation attempt. An old horse trail in colonial days, this overgrown path hasn't been used in over a decade. Stumbling Roland takes his way in there. He's now got to fight his way free. And last action, draw. Is that absolute mayhem? No, it's not. And it's a dodge. Upkeep. I draw a working the hunch. I get a resource. I'm on three resources. And I have a hunch, two dodges, and an automatic in hand. And the agenda ticks over. Turn two. Throughout the woods, a shrieking cry echoes from somewhere deeper in the forest. A score of hideous voices answer the call, inhuman as the baying of hounds, yet articulate, repeating a singular name. If you're listening along, chant with me. U Mordoth, U Mordoth, U Mordoth. Shuffle the encounter discard pile, well, we've seen zero cards so far, into the encounter deck and discard cards from the top until a monster enemy is discarded. Spawn that enemy at the main path, then place one doom on that enemy. Right, discarding. Wizard of the Order, Ghoul Minion. There we go. Oh, and by the way, I've had um, the, the better Arkham player in the house, Andrea, choose at random one of the four agents sets so i actually don't know which we're facing which is normally fun okay so there's a ghoul minion on the main path with one doom on him the ritual begins the chanting builds in intensity echoing into the cold cold air of the night the sparse clouds in the sky coalesce above the arkham woods blotting out the faint light of the stars 
each enemy gets plus one fight and plus one evade. So this ghoul minion is a 3-2-3 three, three, rather than a 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Okay, and I draw my first encounter card. I'm frozen in fear. Put it into play in my threat area. The first time I move, fight, or evade each round, it costs one additional action. And at the end of my turn, I test willpower three. Now I have this hunch in hand. I could hunch, double action to move back and shoot the ghoul minion. Doesn't seem the most efficient use of the special. And it doesn't really play into frozen in fear. I think I chance it and leave the ghoul minion there. And I try and draw up a little bit. And maybe just try and investigate using my combat and a 2v, a 4v2. The problem is if I clear it and there's no clue, I run the risk of drawing another enemy, which isn't isn't ideal. What are the let's let's step back a second and think about this. Does the ghoul minion need to die immediately? Maybe not. He's not gonna move. I will move in and, and deal with it at some point. There's a chance that all of the cultists that I didn't deal with before will all turn up there, at which point it would be much nicer to hit all of them with one blast. Am I going to pass a willpower 3 test? Maybe I should be drawing and trying to draw into a guts. Yeah, I'm going to draw. First action draw. An overpower. Okay. Second action draw. Ambush. Interesting. Do I drop an ambush here and hope to draw an enemy? Or maybe I sit on the main path with an ambush. And... Action three, I think I draw again, because if I draw an enemy in, in Mythos, I can try and kill it next turn using the boost from the clue on my location to help me kill it, and I'd get the clue then, compressed. If I try and get the clue now, I won't be able to leave here, so then I'll be sitting on an empty location, and if I draw that enemy, I don't have the clue bonus. And if I don't draw an enemy, I could always play working a hunch and move on straight away. So I think last action draw. Ooh, it is the beat cop level two. So I have seven cards in hand and I'm a 3v3 testing this frozen in fear. I could throw one of these dodges in but I think I'm going to hold on to them and just be bold. Skull. Minus X. X is the number of monster enemies in play. One. Damn. So I stay frozen in fear. I do upkeep. I'm on four resources and I've drawn a perception. We go to one of five doom, but there's a doom in play, so it's two of five. And I draw an ancient evils. Three of five. Hmm. Now what to do? Play hunch. Get the clue. Play overpower and test for the clue. Play Beat Cop and take two resources and stay put. Kind of like that as a plan. Keeping my resources up, the Beat Cop will help me in the long run if I draw another enemy. Gives me another chance to try and clear this, this Frozen in Fear. I mean, let's face it, I'm not motoring for clues at the moment. And that build up to the fight seems the way to go. Okay, so pay four for the Beat Cop. And then, yeah, I think I just take two resources back as my last two. That sets up. Playing ambush, playing dodge, playing working a hunch gives me some options. And now I test frozen in fear again. I mean, I drew a minus one then. If I'd thrown the dodge in, I would have passed. Is it worth throwing a dodge in to go plus one just to hope for another minus one? Having said I wouldn't, I now will. Four v three. Minus three. 
Of course. This would be a really nice time for logical reasoning, wouldn't it? If I could working a hunch for that clue and clear it. I mean, a, a full resource play. Okay, upkeep. I draw a shortcut. That is very nice. And I get a resource. I'm at four of five doom. And I draw mysterious chanting. Place two doom on the nearest cultist enemy. If there are no cultist enemies in place, search the encounter deck and discard pile for a cultist enemy and draw it. So that draws me an acolyte, which I'll put on the other side of the woods. And... It gets a doom when it comes into play. So I'm at five doom of five, but that acolyte came in after I checked the doom threshold. Now, can I clear both in one go, given that I'm frozen in fear? I think I see a line here. I'm working a hunch and get this clue. I shortcut to the ghoul minion. So at that point spent zero actions. First two actions is shooting the ghoul. And then last action is moving to where the Acolyte is, and I can exhaust Beat Cop to kill that. I would have cleared two enemies. If there are any clues where the Acolyte is, I would have got two clues. And I would only have spent one bullet. That feels like a really powerful line. It saves me potentially two turns that I can then set up with, although one of those turns is spent doing that. I like it. I'm going to do it. Pay two to work a hunch and gain a clue. Play shortcut to the main path, and the ghoul minion engages me. First action, shoot the ghoul minion with a bullet from the special. So I'm a combat four, five with the special, six with the beat cop, six v three. Do I commit an overpower to try and land this? There is a minus five in the bag in the shape of the elder thing. Yeah, I want this play to land. <laughs> My thinking is, do I hold it because overpower will be useful for much harder fights down the line? Without it, there is the only t tokens that I don't want to minus four elder cultist. If I put the overpower in, it's a one in seventeen failure chance or a three in seventeen. Listener, we know we're kind of on a shot to nowhere, shot to nowhere, shot to nothing. So we're going to go six v three. Cross your fingers for me. Skull. Minus X. X is the number of monster enemies in play. There's one monster in play, and he has just died, saving me a doom. I won't trigger Roland's at reaction ability. And for my third action, I'll move to this other Arkham Woods. Growing up, you were always warned to stay out of the woods at night. Now you know why. And I move to the old house. Two shroud, one clue. This location is investigated using willpower instead of the skill indicated by the investigation attempt. A house waits at the edge of the trail, covered in vines. Inside, the walls and floors are blood-stained and littered with dirt, mud, and discarded bones. If I had to guess, I'd say that acolyte has been performing some kind of rite here. The acolyte engages me, and then just before my turn ends, I'm exhausting Beat Cop, dealing a damage to Beat Cop, which deals a damage to an enemy at my location, killing the acolyte. And now I will trigger Roland's reaction ability. I've defeated an enemy and I discover one clue at my location. So I'm at two clues and one resource. Three on three, trying to get rid of this frozen in fear. No way am I putting in my other dodge. Cultist, minus two, place one doom on the nearest enemy. 
There are no enemies because Roland has gone a little bit hog wild, but I'm still frozen in fear. Upkeep. Beat cop refreshes. I draw a second overpower and I get a resource. Little refresher on my hand. Two overpowers, an ambush, a dodge, a 45 automatic and a perception. I go to four of five doom. Oh, and I have two resources and two clues. And I draw rotting remains. Well, this could be the end for me. Well, not exactly the end, but could change the course of this scenario. Three on three dealing with rotting remains. The cultist again. Minus two, two horror. One definitely goes on the beat cop and the other on me. So I've taken a damage and a horror. Thank goodness there are no monsters in play. Now, what happens at Agenda 3A? Because I would assume that very soon stuff is going to happen. I can spend my entire turn moving to one of these new locations, double action to the main path and single action to another one to see what's there. If it is the Quiet Glade, that might be useful to just top up a bit of healing. But I have a one in four chance of it being the Quiet Glade. I could just stay put where I am. I think, is this the point where I have to draw a basic madness weakness if I fail a test? At which point, if I drew another amnesia, I'm losing all of this hand. I'm not really in a position to spend a lot of my hand. I could take two resources and put down the 0.45 automatic. And then I would at least have two weapons out and have seven ammo on the table. Is that better than moving to a position with a clue? Maybe. Just so that if a fight is coming, I'm plentifully kitted up. If I don't hustle and rush to get the third clue, I don't know if I ever see the cultists, the, the unique cultists, at which point... I may be in a slightly better position that I just try and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Mordoth and I don't disrupt the ritual. Because I think, realistically speaking, there isn't very much time on Agenda 3A. And this Frozen in Fear has taxed me now. I've only lost one action to it, but it's also just slowed me down. So yeah, I'm going to take two resources, put down this automatic, fill my hands. At the end of the turn, testing for Frozen in Fear... Cultist again! You can hear me shuffling it. That's three cultists in a row. Upkeep, Pathfinder, and one resource. Probably not playing Pathfinder this game. I hit five Doom, and I flip Agenda 2A. A dark presence approaches, and you are assaulted by invisible pressures that bring you to your knees. A terrible force threatens to invade your mind and soul. Your throat clenches and your eyes water as the sensation burns through you. In player order, each investigator must test willpower 6. Each investigator who fails must search the collection for a random basic madness weakness and add it to his or her hand. Okay, not boosting. Minus 2, 1v6, fail. Bear with me as I shuffle the basic weaknesses and I'll draw from the top until I get one. Okay, first one. Ho ho, drawing the sign. Packed madness. 
Revelation, put drawing the sign into play in your threat area. Your maximum hand size is reduced by five while checking your hand size during the upkeep phase. Double action, discard drawing the sign. Okay, so I've suddenly been distracted by the yellow sign. Umordoth maybe is working with Hastur. Oh, I shouldn't say his name though. I have six cards in hand, so I'd be losing four at the end of the turn after upkeep. Agenda 3A, Vengeance Awaits. The world begins to shift and change as the ritual nears its conclusion. The air grows chilly, and the entire forest is covered in a layer of rhyme. The trees bend unnaturally, and their shadows lengthen into weird shapes. Forced, when this agenda advances, if the investigators are at, one, are at Act 1, which I am at the moment, put the set-aside ritual site into play and spawn the set-aside Umurdoth there, if the investigators are act two or three, discard all enemies at the ritual site and spawn the set aside Umordoth there. And I draw an encounter card. Grasping hands. Revelation test agility three for each point you fail by take a damage. Well, I don't think I'm pathfinding, so I'm going to commit pathfinder to be three on three. Come on, skulls. Minus one. One damage. I can take that. Ugh. Just. Two damage, one horror on me. Well, I could double action and clear drawing the sign and draw a card. And I would have trod water a little bit. The alternative is I do two moves to one of these Arkham Woods locations. And then I'm losing probably the perception and the ambush and leaving overpower and the two overpowers and dodge in my hand. Move, move. If it's a clue I could try and get with perception, I could throw that in, so I only lose one card. It would be great to be able to land the ambush. I could move to the main path, take a resource, play the ambush, and just lose the perception. Seems like a quiet moment when losing drawing the sign would be good, but let's be realistic. I have amnesia in my deck. Amnesia could be the next card, at which point I lose everything anyway. So, and if I... If I play Ambush, I then don't want to leave the location and lose the damage. So that seems crazy. So I'm going to double action, clear, drawing the sign. And last action I'm going to... Oh, I can't because I'm frozen in fear. Last action I'm going to take a resource. So I'm up to two. Upkeep. A Guts. Oh, sorry. Guts stays put because I haven't done frozen in fear. Three on three. Skull! Yes! Hallelujah! Merry Christmas, one and all. Frozen in Fear is gone. And then I draw the guts and I get a resource in upkeep. Hand refresh, dodge, overpower, overpower, ambush, perception, guts. I've got the automatic and the special down and the beat cop. That's upkeep done. I'm on three resources and two clues. One doom, grasping hands. Nothing I can commit to it. 2v3. Now we want the plus one. Oh, it's tentacle. Three damage. I'm just going to take that on the chin. Takes me up to five damage. Okay, but I'm free. I'm free, guys. Let's try and find a location with a clue. First action, move to the main path. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. I'm going to this second leftmost location. The Twisting Paths, Three Shroud, 
one clue. This path seems to twist and turn upon itself, almost as if it were alive. Forced, when you move out of this location, test intellect three. If you fail, cancel the effects of the move. And interestingly, the twisting part is actually connected to the tangled thicket and the old house. So there's a little network of, I can use these little twisting avenues to get to the other places. Move, move. Do I try and investigate? I don't think so. I want to save that perception if I ever want to leave this location. Now might be the time to drop my ambush. I've not seen very many enemies. Or just to take a resource. <laughs> do we play it safe and take a resource and hope to get dynamite blast? Or do we play it mad? So hard to know, isn't it? Let's do it. I've not used ambush yet. I put it in just for fun. Let's do it. Pay two. Attached to my location. If there are no investigators here, we discard it. And after an enemy spawns here, we deal two damage to that enemy. Upkeep. I draw an inquiring mind. Ooh, nice to have a clue here. And I get a resource. We go to two of five doom. And I draw a ghoul minion. Zing. <laughs> okay, so the ghoul minion spawns here. So it gets dealt two damage and dies. The ambush gets discarded and I get the third clue. Well, that was a fun encounter phase. Oh, brilliant. But I have the three clues, but I don't know if I want the masked hunter and everyone else to come and join me. What is the play here? I mean, I'm setting up reasonably well. It would be nice to get vicious blows in hand. And if that last location is the quiet glade, healing a bit of damage would be good. So we need to try and find it. So first action, attempting to move to the main path. And I will commit perception to make me a 5v3. Skull, minus X, zero enemies, they're monsters in play. Pass, which draws me into a guts. Great, two guts in hand now. Second action, move to the last Arkham Woods location. It is the Quiet Glade. Brilliant. Third action, I'm on five damage and one horror, so I'm going to heal a damage. Okay, we have a plan now. It's sit here, heal as much as possible, be ready. Upkeep. Magnifying glass, pretty useless. Take a resource, I'm at three. Mythos, three doom of five. And I've drawn, or oh, Umordot's Wrath. Revelation, test willpower 5. For each point you fail by, you must either choose one. Choose and discard a card from your hand, or take a damage and a horror. Well, I have seven cards in hand. I have two guts. It's a shame there's no clue here, or I could commit this inquiring mind. I'm definitely throwing the guts into this. Five on five. Cultist, minus two. There are no enemies, so no doom gets placed, but I failed by two. Well, I could discard this magnifying glass and this inquiring mind, because there are no locations with any clues on them. Perfect. That's my two. Two overpowers, a guts and a dodge in hand, three resources, three clues. I can heal one damage or one horror here, limit once a turn. So I'll heal another damage to take me to three. I'm thinking that Umordoth does three and three, so even if I'm on full horror, it doesn't matter. Although, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to heal the horror in case of a rotting remains or something like that. Nothing I want to play onto the table. First action draw. Magnifying glass. 
second action, draw. Forewarned. Ah, that's a way of getting a clue onto a location. Third action, draw. Amnesia. Okay. Well, the big contenders here. Magnifying glass, I'm definitely not keeping. That goes. My hand is dodged. Double overpower. Guts. Forewarned. If I keep the forewarned and cancel an encounter card, that sets me up with three shots at plus three damage. Uh, plus three combat, rather, with the special. Three at plus three is better than keeping an overpower for one at plus two. The guts would be amazing to keep, but I can heal horror now. And the dodge would cancel three damage and three horror, which is amazing. I think I'm going to keep the forewarned, though. Did I do heal, draw, draw? Drew magnifying glass, amnesia? Yes. Okay, wow, funny how <laughs> you can lose it. So now I do upkeep. Cover up. Put cover up into play in your threat area with three clues on it. Reaction, when you would discover one or more clues at your location, discard that many clues from cover up instead. When the game ends, if there are any clues on cover up, you suffer one mental trauma. Okay, noted. Uh, did I take a resource? No, I did not. So we're up to four resources. We go to four of five doom, and I draw a grasping hands. This is a perfect target. I'm going to play for warned, place one of my clues on the, my location, and cancel that card's revelation effect. Nice little combo there, Mr. Frank. Back to me. No cards in hand. If only I had Madame Labranche now, but I don't. First action draw. That's all my weaknesses done as well. It's drawn a vicious blow. Second action draw. An emergency cash. Third action. Healer damage. I'm limited. I've got five left. Uh, ugh, the maths is irritating for me. I can take two on the beat cop, although I want to deal two for him to deal two damage. So at the moment I could take one hit from Umordoth and then the second one would kill me. But the second one would kill me even if I had three damage rather than four. So third action draw. Perception. Upkeep. Another beat cop. So I'm on Vicious Blow, Cash, Perception, Beat Cop, and five resources. And we hit five Doom. The agenda advances. The Devourer Below. Revelation. Replace the current act and agenda with the Devourer Below. This card is both the current act and the current agenda. Objective, if Umordoth is defeated, Resolution 2. Now, that forced effect fires. We're at Act 1. So the ritual site goes into play, and Umordoth spawns there. And then I draw an encounter card. Rotting Remains. Well, this might change things. I've got nothing to throw in to test. Plus one! Hey! I was just thinking, should I have kept that forewarned? Taken the hit from the Grasping Hands, potentially because that Rotting Remains is much more punishing for me, for Roland. Now, I didn't burn my house down, so I don't have Lita in my deck. Little reminder. So my options here are try and grab my clue, advance... Oh no, I can't advance now because the Devourer Below has covered both act and agenda. So my only option is Resolution 2. Or, well, or running to the main path and resigning. There is a window for that. Umordoth, I didn't read him out. He's 5 combat, 6 health and six evade, ancient one and elite, hunter and massive, but he, it also gets plus four health per investigator, so he's a ten healther. Forced at the end of each investigator's turn, ready Umordoth. 
So one evasion doesn't help. Action, if you control Lita Chantler, it's only after her you throw Lita to the Umordoth in order to spare your lives. And it hits for three damage and three horror. I think the strategy is keep digging for cards. I've got a few left in my hand. I mean, in my deck, sorry. If I can get some vicious blows, potentially we can survive toe-to-toe for a little bit longer. First action draw. Vicious blow. Okay, both are in hand. Oh, a dynamite blast would be great as well as it approaches me. Second action draw. A machete. Do I heal a damage? No. Third action draw. An inquiring mind. Okay, interesting. I'm up to seven cards. In the enemy phase, it hunts to the main path. And I do upkeep and draw another cash and get another resource. And it's six resources. I place a doom, but there's no doom threshold. And I draw a ravenous ghoul that engages me. It's a 3-3-3. It preys on the lowest remaining health and it hits for a damage and a horror. The sight of the thing raised the question, do we live to eat or do we... Do we eat to live or do we live to eat? Yeah, nasty. Well, the Ravenous Ghoul doesn't cause me too many problems in terms of what I'm doing because I'm hoping to land five, six, seven hits on the Ravenous, on the on Umordoth, who will turn up this turn and I will take the hit. The question is, do I shoot the Ravenous Ghoul use beat cop to kill it i could play another beat cop i've only got three cards left in my deck let's work out what they are one is definitely dynamite blast what other sweet tech do i have guys i've got my vicious blows i've seen my inquiring minds is one one's pathfinder i've only seen one pathfinder and seen two cash This is probably not that interesting for you, me thinking. So I think what I'm going to do is take a shot at the Ravenous Ghoul, use Beat Cop to kill it, and that leaves me with two actions, at which point I either play a new Beat Cop or I do something else. So, shooting at the Ghoul, I'm using a bullet from the 45. I'm a 4, 5, 6 against 3, and I'm chucking this machete to be 7 against 3. Skull. There's one monster in place, that's minus one. So I do two damage to the ghoul and I'll exhaust Beat Cop to make that three. I won't trigger Roland's ability and pick up this clue, I want to keep that. See, the thing is, if I draw now second action and it's Dynamite Blast, I sling it at Umordoth straight away and get three damage on him. It's a one in three chance. Second action draw, it's Pathfinder. Third action, so now I'm not going to play Dynamite Blast. So third action, I will play a fresh beat cop over the top of this beat cop for four. Enemy phase, Umordoth hunts into the quiet glade and hits me for three damage and three horror. I take all three on myself and I put one horror on the beat cop and take two myself. Definitely still don't have a dodge, do I? And then upkeep, I draw the dynamite blast. That's very frustrating. And in the enemy phase, I'll exhaust my Beat Cop to take a damage on it, because it's a fresh version of Beat Cop to put a damage on Umordoth, and the Beat Cop then readies. Mythos, we go to two Doom, I draw a card, it's an Acolyte who's going to spawn at the main path. Oh, what I could have done, just to go back, 
when I would have discovered a clue at my location, the, the clue on the quark glade, I could have cleared one from the cover up. So if you don't mind me going back and doing that, I'll do that. I'm not I'm not going to clear the cover up, but it seems like nice to have made a bit of progress. Okay, Umordoth has nine health. I'm going to exhaust the beat cop, put a damage on him, to put a damage on Umordoth, because he did one last turn and I've done one this, this turn now. So he's got eight health. First action, I'll take a shot with the special. Four, five, six, seven, eight against five. Do I go both Fisher's Blows, 9-10 against 5, and then just try and hit two normal shots? Yeah, let's do it. 10 against 5. This is called All Eggs, One Basket. It's the Elder thing. <laughs> Minus 5, so we're even at the moment. If there is an ancient one enemy in play, reveal another token. Elder sign! Yes! Plus one, because there's one clue on this location. Six against five, final score. Let's just quick recount. Four, seven, eight, nine, ten against five, minus five, five against five, plus one, six against five. I do two damage for the special and plus two damage for two vicious blows, which is four damage total. Umordov has taken six damage now. He has four health left. Second action, I'll shoot again. Seven, eight. Commit inquiring mind. Eleven against five. Minus four, two damage. One action remains. Umordoth has two health, final bullet. Four, five, six, seven, eight against five. In my hand are two emergency caches, a perception, a pathfinder, and a dynamite blast, so I will not be committing anything. Eight versus five it is. Don't believe it. Elder Sign again. Two damage. Umordoth is defeated. Resolution two. I've not been reading these resolutions often, but this one feels like it's worth doing. Through force of arms and strength of will, I am somehow able to harm Umordoth enough to send it reeling back to the dimension from which it emerged. Warmth and light return to the woods as the void-like mass is sucked in upon itself, vanishing in an instance. instant. You aren't sure if a being such as this can be killed, but for the time being it seems to have retreated. As their master vanishes, the ghouls nearby climb into the open pit below, fleeing with terrible cries and shrieks. You have stopped an evil plot, but the fight has taken its toll on your body and mind. Worse, you can't help but feel insignificant in the face of the world's mysteries. What other terrors exist in the deep, dark corners of reality. Now, could I have... No, I wouldn't have cleared cover-up. In your campaign log, record that the investigators repelled Umordoth. Each investigator suffers two physical trauma and two mental trauma, which means that my Roland is a three physical, three mental trauma Roland. And there's no cards in the victory display, but I gain ten bonus experience. 
the investigators win. Thank you very much for listening to this. That was a shock <laughs> final win. Amazing to pull the Elder Sign on the final pull. And I would love to hear from you what you think of these sorts of episodes. I know they're very different from normal Drawn to the Flame episodes, so I'm probably more uncertain than ever. And it would be great to know what you reckon. I wanted it to sound like real play. That's why there's the noises of the token bag and you can hear me shuffling cards and things like that. And I want to keep that sound in there for it to feel authentic. What I'm going to do in future is I think start a play through either Carcosa or Dunwich and try and do two scenarios an episode. And I'd like your help. Suggest to me which investigator you'd like me to play solo. If it's a fun build of a certain investigator, I'd be happy to try it out. I'd just love to hear from you. You can get in touch with me on our Facebook page, which is Drawn to the Flame. On Twitter, we're Drawn to the Flame. You can also email me, drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening to this. Merry Christmas and Arkham blessings to you all. Thank you. Bye-bye.